even a gale or two. Yes, welcome to Sir Anthony Hopkins's mildly interesting winds. <laughs> How long do you reckon? Like, you'd be quite good at playing just a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh. How long do you reckon? And I'm not saying, to be clear, when I say this, I'm not saying that you undertake the challenge right now. But how long do you reckon you could go? Like well, improvising an episode of uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins's mildly interesting wins. Yeah, <laughs> I I reckon I could do the full hour. Full hour. Oh yeah. My God. See if like let's introduce a new subscriber tier <laughs> where they get no benefits <laughs> apart from one yearly episode of Sir Anthony Hopkins's mildly interesting wins. <laughs> but we really overproduce it with loads of like stock sound effects of wind and stuff. I wouldn't say that's overproducing. I would say that's the bare minimum of what I'd expect <laughs> from an hour documentary about wind. <laughs> oh, it's not a documentary. It's Sir Anthony Hopkins just sat in a, a comfortable armchair, uh, just trawling back into the past for some of the more interesting winds that he's experienced. Yeah, all I'm saying is that I don't think including wind is going <laughs> above and beyond. <laughs> Well, you know, one would think with a presenter such as Sir Anthony... Um, he could afford it. Well, no, he could evoke the wind just with, you know, with oh, the power I of suggestion. See. But then again, I've just realised I'm not Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, do you think the real Anthony Hopkins has such a pronounced interest in uh, frights and winds? <laughs> oh, I bet he loves frights. Oh, he's quite old. Yeah, but he was he was Hannibal Lecter, wasn't he? Yeah, but that's all pretend. Old <laughs> people generally don't work well with frights. But have you seen that one short video of him? It was during the pandemic, and I think like during the pandemic, you know what I mean, the early stages of total lockdown. He was going a bit mad, and there's this video of him just sort of vibrating. Yeah. I with think like bulging a, eyes. Yeah, that's a man who likes a fright. <laughs> Electronic Wireless Show, episode 161. This is the best songs in games special. Uh, and we are Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion, which is that of Alice Bell. And I'm joined this week. Uh, I'm going to do this in order of excited to announce. So joined by <laughs> the front man. Hello, from... this is the front man speaking. <laughs> Mm. Uh, from Squid Game, I gather. That's correct. <laughs> he sounded a lot more Welsh than Korean. Well, no, because in the show he sounds like a sort of a Swedish Kylo Ren, doesn't he? But oh, he does speak. He, I forgot he speaks in English. He's yeah. got a distinct Nordic lilt. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, yeah, well, I, I suppose we should probably call call the cops on you, the front man, at the end of the episode. Yeah, I have been running a death game. It's yeah. Fair. Uh, but also this week, tremendously excited to reveal that we're joined by Randy Newman. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's an honour. <laughs> I've talked loads about your music with my mate Matthew. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> He's my number one fan. I should do a voice, but I'm not going to. My voice, that is. <laughs> you do a really Sorry. good impression of my mate Matthew, actually. You must know him really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why, but just... The idea of Randy Newman opening his mouth and sounding exactly like <laughs> you has really hit me very hard. <laughs> well, I've had to live with it my whole life. <laughs> oh, mm, okay. We'll move past that. We'll get past that. Um, but very good. I mean, I'm I'm not entirely sure how the front man is sort of themed around songs but no, nothing you... at all i well, just have a front watching... man in the band oh yeah that's exactly oh, very what good. i was thinking yeah yeah i just thought it'd be topical nice one randy cheers for the sake <laughs> no worries <laughs> uh how have you been this week fellas if you had a good i mean i i we can infer that uh nate has been watching some television this week <laughs> that's correct yes i mean i wonder what my recommendation will be <laughs> Can you? Didn't Matthew recommend that? Can you? Someone else can recommend something. That's okay because okay. it endorses the earlier recommendation. Uh, no, okay, I've, okay. I've got a whole spiel planned out. <laughs> the recommendation becomes super tight. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's I, good. I so I I've got a, a, a sort of awkward food situation. Um, oh yes! Oh yes! Developing yes, classic. Yes. We've discovered a well. We haven't discovered it. it's been there for a long time. We always walk past it, but we we decided to go to this uh, cake hut in Bath. Um, it's like a shed that sells cakes. Um, it's called the Honey Hut. Okay, um, right. it's got it sells honey as well, but it also sells cakes, and they sell <laughs> these absolutely killer chocolate brownies. They're amazing. They're so tasty and they're huge. Like they're really, you know, they're about £2.50, but the the amount of brownie you get is actually, I think, I think they're, they're undercharging for the quality. Um, So like, obviously to me, you know, a renowned pig, I'm kind of like fantastic. I'll get on (laughs) this, but, and here's the problem. um, The guy who runs the store has got like a really irritating patter that I don't know how to deal with. Oh, okay. When I say, um, oh, can I get two brownies? He says, and every time he says, uh, well, that depends. Can I get your money? Oh. And and I dislike it so much. I almost don't want to go to it anymore. And I don't know. I'm trying to work out what's what's the, like, what I could possibly say that he hasn't got, like, a witty retort to. Yeah, have you tried other variations? Because if you say if, if you could say, "Um, I'd like two brownies, please," and see what he says, because then that would cut off the "Can I have it?" Or oh, I guess then he'd oh, yeah, be like, that's... "Well, I would like ten pounds or whatever." Like two brownies, please. If I just said that, that would probably do it. 
Yeah. It's not like when I say it's a dilemma, it's really not. It's not a complicated but, dilemma, but, but I, it, it I, has registered in my head that he has something I want hidden behind a layer of something I don't want to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> There's something uh, really, really noxious about that sort of banter, though, because it's like preying on politeness. Yeah. You're just trying to be well-mannered, and That's, he's making the situation awkward. Yeah, he's like making fun of it. Like, he wouldn't uh, yeah. like it if I was just like two brownies. All right, guys, <laughs> give us some bloody confectionery, you wretch. <laughs> Maybe he'd respect me if I did that. Not that I, Do I want his respect? Probably not. Yeah, just act like an orc warlord, and mm. you'll be fine. But it's it's enough that even in just the few transactions I've had with him, it's become a thing in my head of like I sort of dread having to go and buy his amazing brownies, um, and it's the fact that he's under a sign that says Honey Hut because it's kind of cute and it's uh, there's just something very jarring about the whole experience. I'm probably I, overthinking it. I think we can all agree that it is horrific patter of the worst kind. Okay, well, I'm glad I'm, it's um, not just me. But I'm interested to know, like, if if there was no way around it, would you stop going to get the brownies? Like, how much do you like the brownies relative uh, I, I to like the social enough. awkward? I like them enough to put up with it. Okay. Faint vibes yeah. of sweeten the deal here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I forgot uh, to shout out last week as well. I f- um, or did I? But I forwarded it to you, Nate. Um, oh, I uh, can't remember uh, whether we discussed this on air or not, but let's discuss it again because it's wicked. Yes. Uh, so um, Nate sort of improvised the um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the theme music for "Sweeten the Deal." Uh, and that's being very generous to it. But <laughs> yeah, I think you chanted "Sweeten the Deal" possibly twice in a Cockney yes. accent. That's correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds legit <laughs> and we have such amazing uh listeners because and i'm gonna i'm just bringing it up on my phone here so that i don't forget his name um but one of the listeners emailed in a <laughs> a full and like really dread uh sort of theme music uh it's eldritch, for Sweet isn't it? yeah it really is um, oh, I can't find it. I want to say it was like it was Stephen Pierce, maybe. Um, this is this is terrible. This is such such terrible podcasting. But we will put a link to um the SoundCloud in the show notes because it was amazing. It had this really like uh uh threatening kind of energy to it. Yeah, that I really enjoyed. Real like trouble brewing at a kebab shop. But in like a weird West setting. Tom Tom Piercy, thank you very much, Tom, for sending that in. That was fantastic. I'll have to give that a listen. Yeah, we'll we'll put a link, or I might even in post production insert it into the podcast. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Does that mean we can all just if we all say, "Wow, that was amazing," then you can insert it before that? Yeah. Okay. Ready. Sweeten the deal. Sweeten the deal. That's it. Bloody brilliant. Incredible, yeah. Great, really good. (laughs) I really hope I can get that done now.
<laughs> it's been endorsed by Randy Newman. You don't want to make a liar of him. I'd like to put it on my next album. In fact, I'd like to call my next album Sweeten the Deal, which is a great album name. <laughs> it is actually. To be it fair. is a great album. Randy, well, actually, it'll be called Randy Newman Sweetens the Deal. <laughs> That's so good. I wonder if Randy Newman listens to the podcast. That might actually happen now. Uh, you know? I'd be very surprised. I would too, in fairness. <laughs> I believe. The album cover would be him with his arms crossed, looking unimpressed inside the honey hut. Because <laughs> it's sweet. I uh, I did want to mention, have, have, I, have either of you watched Midnight Mass? I can't remember if I've brought up Midnight Mass. I feel like I, I have. Watched, I watched the first episode and it was a little slow, I thought. I So I am unsure. I've watched nearly all of it now and I really enjoy it, but I don't think I enjoy it on the the same terms that maybe other people enjoy it. Because I am, um, I'm like, you know, in Knives Out, where Benoit Blanc is like, uh, it makes no damn sense. Compels me though. Like that's yeah. how I feel about Midnight Mass. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a horror show, really. Because it's not either traditionally jump scare frightening or really um, psychologically disturbing at all. There's not really any horror in it, I don't think. Um, and a lot of the time, I feel like it's almost two different shows where like, there's a kind of hammer horror, very obvious kind of hokey vampire thing going on. And then also maybe like a couple of people think it's a morality play in the corner as well. Is this the one that's very Catholic? Yes. Oh, incredibly. Yeah, that's the whole. Thing. It's basically like Catholicism. It's a bit like vampires, isn't it? Um, uh, and it's very like sometimes it does something that I think is very funny, but it's apparent that the show doesn't think it's funny. Like this is a spoiler potentially, so skip ahead a couple of minutes. But there's a scene where a character um, rows themselves and uh, the person they like out uh onto the ocean and uh they're a vampire so they like watch the sun come up and there's this moment where you know they close their eyes and the sun falls across them and uh then they open their eyes and they sort of cry tears of happiness and it's a very nice kind of moment and they're they sort of stand up and it's apparent that what's happening is that they're accepting their death and they're very at peace with the situation. And then it smash cuts to the other person in the boat in reality going, ah, ah, and like screaming at this like burning <laughs> corpse. <laughs> and, and the show obviously thought it was being very affecting and I was, I was just laughing mm. my, my ass off. Because it was the funniest cut I'd seen. <laughs> See, like, it is possible to make, like, you know, the ridiculous and the sublime rub shoulders. But it yeah. sounds like that's not what it was going for. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Maybe it was. I don't know. I can't tell. I cannot tell what the show is thinking, which is actually very clever because it makes it impossible to tell if it's good or not. So... Well done. <laughs> wheels within wheels. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, but there is actually one thing I do like is I quite like the soundtrack. I think it has uh, very good use of music, um, some very good uh, diegetic uh, songs playing, some good kind of spooky slash religious tracks. There's a good montage over like a 70s kind of cool dance song. Uh, and our topic today is our favourite songs in games. She's done it again. Right, so I didn't actually get into this when I raised this topic, but I songs, not music, right? Right. You know, you know, yeah. So, like, I would like a singer, even if it's just someone doing the Halo choir. You know, I, I would count that. Uh, but we're agreed on that. Is that accepted? Yeah, absolutely. No definition difficulties this week, Chief. N- no schisms. Okay. Good, good. Um, who would like to go first? Uh, I'll, I'll kick off with... Um, have either of you played Deathloop? I watched uh, my mate play it for a bit last week. Didn't no, I haven't it. yet. Okay. Well, you know, in Deathloop, you're chasing these... <clears throat> trying to kill these eight bods who are, you know sort of integral to the time loop existing and one of them is a musician um and a lot of their music plays across the island they're like a sort of um i don't want to say they're like a radio dj but they're sort of holed up in this this sort of um record studio and a lot of their their tracks get sort of beamed out um the kind of uh, I, um, is it a bit like the mysterious DJ and the Warriors or something like that? S- sort of, sort of. I mean, of all the of all the people you're trying to kind of capture, he's he's um he's sort of stuck in this sort of one location, pretty much. Like he's you know, there's 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 pretty much only one way to get him there uh, without spoiling some other stuff. Um, but he uh, the, the the what I like about him is is that actually the music's really really good. The the songs, the pop songs. I think you call them pop songs, rock songs, poppy rock. I don't know, whatever. Um, Randy Newman should probably know this stuff, but oh well. uh, yeah, let's let's not let's not pigeonhole rambling Frank. Um, the hit parade. <laughs> yeah, but what I like about it is that you know, in the world, he's meant to be this this you know very famous sort of good musician, um, and the songs are good, and it was just making me think how rare it is in not just games, but like most art forms about creative people often falter when it you know comes to the act of what they make. Like there's so many films and TV shows about like comedy shows or stand-up comedians who when they do their comedy in the thing, like it just isn't good. And you're like, this is meant to be the biggest comedian in the world. And it just made me think, because <laughs> like the truth is, if you could write a genuinely good pop song, you wouldn't yeah. write it for a fictional pop singer. You'd keep it for yourself. And just sing it in the real world and become famous, uh, but um, <laughs> so, um, but the songs in this are like like legitimately good. Like when I, I like listening to them when they play, and you know I'm like, oh nice, I'm humming along to them. It's uh, so they so, haven't like got a, some famous bands in to to do do tunes for it because that's what I, I would have expected from them. I that's quite cool. Yeah, I don't think so. I and mean, if it has, it's not something that's. Like I've I've sort of heard about or someone say, hey, did you know that that is you know 
that's Bob Dylan. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> Which um, it might be like a Sonic 3 situation. Oh, what, with like a secret Michael Jackson? Yeah, he's actually still alive <laughs> and he's done the music for uh, for Deathloop. Yeah, uh, like, I don't want to say that they're there like, like killer, like, killer michael jackson pop songs you know but they're they're really they're really good like they they completely sell that this guy is talented which is kind of the 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 thrust of it and it's uh you know again without like spoiling the character stuff but it's it's quite interesting like what he wants because you know they've all these people have basically decided to trap themselves in this time loop so they can basically live forever um and like what he wants to like achieve in that loop is you know it's the idea of like what happens if he traps himself mm. in a day where he isn't creatively inspired he's basically doomed himself to write you know not be able to create ever again um so it's it's cool like it's one of it's one of my like of all the characters in it he's one of the ones who sort of sort of whole sort of backstory and what they wanted to get out of the time i think is is mm. feels particularly poignant because you can hear his music and it's you know it's very nice yeah yeah with this i mean this topic was inspired by uh, an article brendy did rps and peace uh about the best songs in games and actually th- his this guy's songs in death loop are on there oh um, okay but well no it's not i'm it's you make a good point is what i'm saying mm, disqualified um, me and well me and brendy are on the same page <laughs> yeah um, but you know, if he's worried about not being able to create anything when he's not inspired, he should try doing freelance work. Like, there's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> actually uh, the um, Chris Gardner, who's uh, what is his job now? Uh, he, he's at Failbetter. He's he's like a, a one of the top head writers at Failbetter, narrative director. There you go. And um, his advice. It's really good, I think, because you said, you know, like uh, writers often get asked, like, where do you get your ideas from? And a lot of them have like a, a snarky, fun little answer, like I get them from a little bookshop in London, you know, like. Mm. Um, uh, but the answer is like you have to be able to generate ideas. Otherwise, you won't have a job anymore. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, but um no, that's very good because I because I listened to a couple of the tracks and they are very cool. Mm. Um, another one that actually I was going to say, which is also cribbing off Brandy's list a little bit, is um, what whatever you think about Bioshock Infinite, I think what they've done with the the songs in that is very good. <laughs> you yeah. just uh, you turn up in this this floating city in the sky. Uh, and then you walk around a corner and then there's like a flying barge with like a barbershop quartet. <laughs> yes. That was sick. Oh, God. What is it they're doing? Is it it's Beach Boys. God only knows, isn't it? Oh, it's God only knows, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so good. And then I... like um, the, the pipe organ on the beach doing girls just want to have fun. Oh, my God. When I played that, 
I couldn't identify. I stood next to that thing for so long because I was like, I, I know what this tune is. I just couldn't, I couldn't get it. I couldn't click into it. It was different enough sounding because of the pipe organ. Yeah. And I remember just sitting there on this beach. as like, I'm not leaving here until I've worked out what that song is. It drove me up the wall. But I, lo- I, lo- <laughs> I really like that game. I know people are down on it and it's troubled or whatever, but it's, um, it's just such a big, mad thing to throw so much money at. It's what yeah. a treat. You know, <laughs> didn't the it's game so then good. come up with with some plot explanation for why? Yeah, yeah, there is a reason for it because like, you could in, the, in that, that kind of ruined it as an artistic statement, didn't it? I don't, I don't know. Like it, it's sort of like when because when I started playing it, I didn't realize that that there was a plot reason for it. I just thought like, oh, they just like those songs and they decided to put them in their game. Um, and then they do explain it because you can, like, in that universe, scientists have discovered a way to, you know, tear through into, you know, parallel universes. And so this dude has just listened to, uh, like, the Beach Boys through uh, a portal, basically. But I still think they're really good. Mm. I really like it. I'm, yeah. I'm into it. And then just that moment where you just, you're like, is that, is that the Beach Boys? It's so good. It's really good. <laughs> Big fan. I, um, I'm going to wheel out an old hobby horse of mine, uh, Ye Olde Horizon Zero Dawn, um, had one of the cultures you encounter in the game. Um, and for those who haven't played it, it's set like way, 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 way after an apocalypse and this whole like classical age cultures have built up. Um, and there is one, um, they're like sun, sun worshipping Roman Mayans. Um, and as part of the soundtrack for the game, they wrote a whole suite of religious choral music in the made-up language of these people that plays when you're in their temples and stuff. And it's absolutely beautiful. Like, it really sounds like religious music. Um, Again, kind of like what you were saying with with Deathloop. It's like, you know, if you're that good at composing, like, hymns of praise, become a monk. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. Um, it's in three three sequences because um, they're obsessed with the sun. So it's like dawn, uh, midday, and uh, and sunset. And it's, yeah, it's just crack. Genuinely lovely bit of music. Even if you don't care for the game, worth. I I put it on my several of my Spotify playlists for relaxing and feeling like a monk. Ooh, mm. I'll I'll allow it. Uh. I like this new. I like this new line of if you're really that good at doing it, don't just do it for a game. You're better than games. (laughs) Just yeah, games aren't art. People, stupid. Imagine, imagine blowing your talents on this. (laughs) Undoing fifteen years of zeitgeist. Like right, listen, we should just start our own Patreon funded podcast. Why are we bothering to talk about games? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, I do feel about... we should 
mention Skyrim. Cause that Oh yeah, those grunts. The are those songs are those songs sung in the game? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah like the like... Dragonborn comes and, and that. Yeah. People people sing them in the I'm sure they do. Yeah, okay. you can walk up to a cat in a pub and be like, play it oh, again, yeah. Catman. Yeah. And you can choose which which tune he plays. It's good. I like that. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Shut up, Matthew. <laughs> Sorry. Go for it. Shut up, Shut up Randy New. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, you're you're out, you're out of your lane, Randy. This is Gamestown. <laughs> I am I am having to sort of stifle little snorts because every so often I just imagine Randy Newman t- discoursing at length about Deathloop. <laughs> oh, I wonder if he does play games. I I'd be very surprised if he did. He seems I, too wholesome, doesn't he? I had a I had a Toy Story game on the Mega Drive. Which had all these like blippy bloopy versions of Randy Newman's uh, Toy Story soundtrack, um, which is probably the closest the two things have ever got. Did he do the whole soundtrack? Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't realize that. Yeah, not just the you've got a friend in me. Pixar. <laughs> Jack and <Yeah>. Ori. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. <laughs> I do think the the Dragon Ball comes is a very good song, and it was uh, that trailer would not have made anywhere near as much an impact if they didn't have that extremely Wait, though, cool song in it. The Dragon Ball comes is this sort of like quite chill little folk song. the The main trailer is that well, the main song the ooh, 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 yeah that one that's something yeah. else. No, that's the Dragon Ball comes. Is it? Yeah, maybe they're just singing it in like space Viking language or something. Yeah, because well, you can't have a bloke just. It's like behold, behold, the dragonborn comes. He's got a big sword. He's got bleeding gums. He'll kill all your dragons. Uh, you make me doubt myself. Drugs. Maybe it isn't that. But anyway, <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> uh, if anyone listening uh, works at Bethesda, Nate is available to play. <laughs> A bard. In the... You could have quality like that. I could talk for an hour about wind. I can do anything. That, imagine that's classic Elder Scrolls NPC. Surely, just some old hermit living on a rock in the forest, going off on one about wind. And he'd wi- look suspiciously like Anthony Hopkins in The Witcher. One of one of Geralt's classic sort of filler lines idle lines is winds howling he says <laughs> whenever the wind's blowing winds howling that's he so good Matthew mm. yeah that was a for, for a man who always claims he won't do a voice <laughs> it's decent Gerald that was thank a, you yeah. <laughs> thanks very much uh, any advance on Skyrim uh I, in um, Divinity Original Sin 2, there's a song that the character Losa can sing, um, who's one of the either one of the companions or you can play as her as one of your main as the main character. She's the character. She was our character when we did the big playthrough on the mm. the YouTube channel, and her thing is that she's a uh, like entertainer, sort of singer, 
Um, but there's not a huge amount of evidence of this for like a hundred hours. But if you complete her sort of her side quest, because each companion has like a big trauma they're trying to deal with throughout the course of the game, if you kind of track down the person who kind of messed with her and off them, she sings like this massive song, which is really nice. Um, it doesn't make for good YouTube, I must admit, at the time, because you don't really want to talk <laughs> over it. So you're just sort of sitting there. <laughs> looking at this person sing this quite nice song but as a as a kind of like payoff to this game long quest um that's quite nice she plays Isn't like nice. a lute oh what about the lass off of hades oh yeah that's oh, that won awards and um, stuff hasn't it that's eurydice orpheus and eurydice isn't it yeah that's yeah. that's a bangaroonie oh yeah um, it's really good cuz they both play they both sing the same song um, and you can in the game reunite them so that they then it becomes a harmony. She's very nice, and it's worth yeah. doing. Also, yeah. she's got really good um, buffs. Yes, <laughs> and I like the song. Don't get me wrong. When I when I know I'm in that bit, I'm like, good. I get to hear that nice song. But also, I'm like, I might actually have a chance of doing it this time because she's <laughs> here with her treats. Imagine if she gave you like Brownie Man Patter, though. (laughs) (laughs) Hello there, mate. Can I have one of your Elysian potions? (laughs) I don't know. Can you give me some money? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Uh... If they patched the honey hut, the Honey Man into um, into Hades, I don't think I'd play it anymore. The Honey Monster himself. Oh, side note, I, I was yeah. terrified of the honey monster when I was a kid. Me too, man. Oh, who ad- wasn't? Those adverts yeah. are like most children's first introduction to body horror. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what if you're, do they have the honey monster in America? If you're an American listener, imagine if Gritty, the ice hockey uh, guy, sold cereal. <laughs> And if you ate that cereal, you transformed into him in quite a painful um, <laughs> transformation scene, a la um, an American werewolf in London. <laughs> Is that how you imagined it? It was like that. It's all like his bones breaking as he becomes the honey monster. Yeah. I swear, that advert is horrendous. And the honey monster, I'd, I'd advance to say, is like gritty with Hulk Hogan's DNA, like badly <laughs> spliced into it. Yeah, yeah, that kind of checks out. She yeah. screams, I want my honey. <laughs> <laughs> he transforms on, into that and screams or shouts, depending on how you interpret it. I want yeah. my honey. I think it's a scream. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. the 90s and early noughties in this country were great for like strange, terrifying adverts. Do you remember the one? I think it was Tango that it was like a giant belly bouncing, like well, a disembodied. Which had bellies going to get you? Yeah, was that was that Tango? What was it? Yeah, because the belly was chasing a man. I don't know if it was Tango. It was whatever it was. They failed because we can't tie it to the can't product. Remember what it was? But I remember I it was literally like... the belly bouncing along down the street. Yeah, because well, Tango did tango... a lot of edgy ads, didn't it? Because it had the slapping as well. But yeah, the Tango man. He'd come up and slap you about the face violently every time you drank tango. It's amazing that we grew up at all uh, balanced, isn't it? I think it's good to have a it's good to have a few scares when you're young because it kind of puts you in your place. 
I Animals of Farthingwood. Yeah. Do you know, everyone remembers the butcher bird from Animals of Farthingwood or the hedgehogs on the road. We've brought out the Animals enough. of Farthingwood before, I'm sure. Mm. Someone should make a Dark Souls game that is. Well, the didn't you play that one that was like that was like that? There was, was one like, recently. It was more Dark Souls Red Wall. Yeah, it was uh, Tales of Iron and your little rat called Reggie, and you you <laughs> you kill a lot of frogs. Which oh, I know yeah. is, yeah, yeah. See, so your tone has changed now. <laughs> oh, yes, let's not discuss that particular treat. Yeah, uh, no, it was good though. It was I, I enjoyed it. You make you make friends with some moles in it as well. Get to kill Who some are... frogs. Nature's yeah. fodder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, I reckon. Um, what's it called? Animals of Farthing Woods would work perfectly as a total conversion mod for the Banner Saga. <laughs> that, that too is about a hopeless journey with an ever dwindling caravan. <laughs> That's so good. I would definitely play. Well, I would. Yeah, yeah. I'd pretty play it. Okay, yeah. Some someone pitch that to anyone. Someone make that up. <laughs> That'd be like Giga Blake. Oh man. How do we God. feel about the um? The uh, the shanties oh. in Assassin's Creed. I like that. Let's oh, pause yeah. for uh, for Matthew's on air, Rennie. <laughs> oh, how do you know? I thought I was being subtle. Because <laughs> I can hear that you've got something in your mouth, and I heard the foil. And the only because I know you are actually, <laughs> I know you are actually a very professional man. And the only thing you would dare eat while recording the podcast is something <laughs> that you had a medical necessity for. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I heard the rustle of foil like a like a child opening a suite in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> if I do it quietly enough, it will be inaudible. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I did really opened it away from the mic as well. God Your mic's it. too good. Yeah, but no, uh, I do like the shanties in Assassin's Creed. Mm. They're um. I like that you can kind of skip them like a radio, like yeah. a CD player in a car. You're like, no, not this one. Not the, and, on, it, yeah. and it means everyone has to like fire up the first few bit. They're like, oh, no. Hey, <laughs> no. Whoa. Hey, no. There. Yeah, this is the one. <laughs> you, don't, you don't start slow. You go in pretty full bodied with every one of those songs. It must be yeah, very it's really annoying. good. Skip. There's always an introductory roar. Yeah. yeah. And I, was... I do like imagining, you know, the captain just being like, no, that one. Yeah. No, I hate that one. Actually, I experienced this in real life. Um, years ago, me and a girlfriend to, uh, spent a weekend in um, a seaside cottage. Uh, and it was horrifically bleak weather. And... We got really bored, actually, because it was quite a stark cabin. And there was a CD player, which was a surprise, because there wasn't really anything else electronic. But there was only one CD, and it was like classic sea shanties. <laughs> <laughs> and funnily enough, one of the ones that is... There was one of the ones that's on the Assassin's Creed soundtrack, um, which is the one... 
I'll sing you a song of the fish of the sea away down royal. That one. <laughs> oh, I like um, that one, yeah. I love that one. It's my favourite shanty. But it was... um. The CD was absolutely scratched to fuck. <laughs> and so it only played the introductory roar over and over again. <laughs> and because of their thick West Country accents, it was just some men just shouting, oil, oil, oil. <laughs> and like, we were cooking dinner and realised there'd just been a load of mariners bellowing the word oil for half an hour in the front room. I thought, this one, uh, it goes on a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> My uh, my folks uh, live down on the coast um, in Devon, and they've they've made friends with all these like um, sort of old sort of fishermen who live down there. You know, they're all in their like eighties. They look they look like you know part of the coastline. They're kind of these really craggy old dudes. And um, whenever they have like a big social gathering, there is inevitably a part of the evening where they all sing like sea shanties or like local songs but a lot of them are about the town they're in and but the town it's that they've got this template of song which is like insert town name here so the whole song's about how amazing the place is but then the name of the town like isn't on a rhyming line and comes right at the end so basically i know that all along you know the south um southwest coast this song is being sung in different towns and people are just inserting their own town name <laughs> to sort of make their own sort of nostalgic thing because it's about how there's never been a better town than this lovely town of beer and you just know that it's like there's never been a better town than this lovely town of Seaton, you know. It's just... It's, it just always makes me laugh that they're really invested in what is clearly just been sold to a load of fishermen to make them happy. <sighs> it's like when... um. I can't remember, there was like some study done where people like they asked everyone for like their family recipe for chocolate cake and it turned out to like all trace back to this one like back of packet make a chocolate cake instruction thing from like the 50s. So like right. everyone's grandmother was a liar. Like... <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, but, um... Duplicitous sea dogs. <laughs> Are they supposed to be though? That that I'm uh, sorry to hark back to Succubus again, but there was a bit in Succubus when I played it where like one of the other demons calls your character demon like like they say like you have no honor, and I was just like, this is set in hell. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> it's a bit late for that. <laughs> what are you on? What is happening? Um. <laughs> Uh, any more for any more before we move on to the uh, cabin? We've got enough for an album there, haven't we? Yeah. I was, I was going to do Pretty one good. little shout out for the NPC line of dialogue in The Witcher 3, where lots of people are humming this song, which never manifests, which is the Pumparam song. There's just lots of people oh, walking yeah. around going, Pumparam, Pumparam. And you're like, you guess that it's based on a popular song that you don't get to hear. Um, me and me and some friends used to think it was. Uh, it, it sounded most like Barbara Ann, <laughs> Barbara Ann, Barbara <laughs> that song. Uh, but I doubt it's that. Shout out to the Pamperum. Um <laughs> All right. Well, 
If you're ready, then, can you give me a sting for the Cavern of Lies, please? Oh, yeah. The Cavern of Lies! Oh, my God. <laughs> Turn your back on me, sir! <laughs> Uh, so you know, like I had prepared a cavern last week. Yeah, uh, and we Did ran the dog eat it. No, the dog didn't eat it. But do you remember, Matthew said, "Is it very city themed?" And I said, "No, nah, it's fine. It is very city themed." Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I lied to reassure you. Oh, the dog had a solar themed one next week. Yeah, yeah. It's sure. a bit like an university <laughs> challenge where they're like, "We'll keep the the sound or the visual round for the next question." And he wants a question about rock hard maths, and then it's like, he, "Here you have to identify three Cliff Richard songs." <laughs> <laughs> I love that when the questions go do lally. Oh, uh, cl- yeah, absolutely. Cl- love that on university challenge. Yeah, that's great because they're like, "Yes, I knew I know about Latin," and then it's like. And uh, here's the carryover questions about Korean pop bands. And they're just like, ah, oh, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not a habitual watcher of uh, University Challenge. <laughs> but I do, I do kind of like, like if I'm sort of flicking through channels and I see an episode and it's like an Oxford University against like some polytechnic and it's as if they've let like a Rottweiler loose to savage like a small child. Well, not always. <laughs> you know, sometimes the underdog does it. That's true. I know. Sometimes sure it's like, you know, stop hitting him. He's already dead. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but sometimes it is like like the toddler gets out a machine gun and surprise kills the <laughs> Rottweiler. But, uh, uh anyway, here is my <laughs> It's my favourite YouTube video. Do love a subverted <laughs> naming. Can't beat it. <laughs> yeah. Not sure why I reached for that particular metaphor, but it <laughs> yeah, was very it sinister. Was there on, it was close on my mental shelf for some reason. Um, uh, so here is my very city themed cavern of lies. The the cavern, I suppose, resembles a sort of uh, present office. Oh no, actually, let's say that it's uh, resembles the 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 underground bit. I can't remember the name of in Minecraft. There's like some of that really. There's horrible oh, lava. The never, yeah. The never, yeah. All that because this is a list of real cities that have been built in Minecraft. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, and one of them is not real. So you need to to pick the one that isn't real, okay? Or you'll die in some horrible fashion that I can't thematically tie to Minecraft right now. You'll be you'll be pushed into the pit of lava. Let's say that. Um, all right. So I feel I think one of these is a gimme because it's quite famous. But uh, um, all right. So first of all. Uh, here's a little mini map uh, showing Scranton, Pennsylvania, um, which is, of course, the setting for the American Office, the the US series of The Office. Uh, and so, someone has taken it upon themselves to build uh, a scale model of of the downtown of Scranton, but they have put in the exterior office building of the office. Right. Uh, which is actually a studio in California. So they put in a small bit of California in their Scranton. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Isn't Scranton also where Biden's from? Maybe. Diamond Joe. I believe I so. Know. I believe he's a he's 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 always talking about Scranton. An old Scrantonian. <laughs> God. <laughs> Can't believe they put a Scrantonian in the White House. <laughs> okay. Um uh so number two uh is Oshod Oshod City, I think it's called. Um which apparently at least as, as of 2018, held the Guinness World Record for the largest city in Minecraft. Has over, has I think 4,000 buildings. Wow. It's a 114th scale map of Southern California. And even has Area 51. I always wonder what you do if you downloaded. What do you do? Do you just walk around it and then go, oh, that's good? Would you destroy it? What would you do? What would you do, Nate, yeah, if you downloaded a scale model of Southern well, California? I haven't done it with that one. I have downloaded recreations of real life places. And uh, this, well, this is actually going to sound pathetic, but I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I just build zoos in them. Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> I, I convert monuments into like uh, axolotl palaces and things. It's nice. Oh, it's that's actually quite lovely. relaxing. Oh, I'd send the uh, creator a, uh, an email about all the places it's wrong. <laughs> That's what I do, especially if they're young. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that sounds that sounds mad enough, and and the world record thing sounds legit to me. Uh, all right, there's King's Landing. That was built by Westeros Craft um, in 2013. Uh, and I know King's Landing isn't real, but King's Landing is based on the King's Landing of the television show, which is sufficiently filmed in uh, a real place that the I feel like it. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's got everything. It's got the the palace and that. It's got the the port and the big walls. It's got all the, the, all, all the, the bits. It's got that bit that gets exploded at the end i can't remember i haven't watched game of thrones well, it must that's the thing because in 2013 a lot of um king's landing wouldn't have been exploded yet yeah so it's what, a pre game of thrones that's that had started in 2013 yeah okay okay it's quite Not early started mm. yeah i guess there's a bit of like early games of throne mania yeah i can see that being real because it was eight series and it ended in what 2019? Is that right? Mm. God, I wanna, no one I wanna, talks I, about I, it now. I want to recreate the walk of shame with Minecraft Steve. <laughs> <laughs> shame, shame while he flagellates himself. Well, I actually don't remember how that scene plays out. Does that happen? I think that happens. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I. No one talks about Game of Thrones now, which is incredible because it was the biggest thing for like nearly a decade. And then the last series was so bad that it's as if people retconned it out of existence. <laughs> and I don't know that I haven't watched any. I don't know how bad the last series was, but I have to assume that it was pretty bad. <laughs> it really basted itself, didn't it? Imagine if, imagine if your brownie man one day gave you a brownie that was so awful that you erased... All previous brownies from your memory. Oh uh, yeah, 
I, mean, I can't even imagine what how bad that brownie would have to be for that to happen. Yeah. I've got such a low bar of quality of what I'll put in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to clip that out and put it on the soundboard. <laughs> Uh, I haven't used the soundboard in so long. I need to. Oh, add some I, I stuff really to miss it. it. Ooh la la! Yeah, it's because it's because it doesn't save between browsers, and I'm on a different laptop. So I'll add some stuff to the soundboard. How about that? Yeah, um, be good. Uh, so I've done Scranton. I've done Osho City, King's Landing, uh, Chicago. There's a one quarter scale of Chicago. It was done in 2018. Just, just anything, anything else about that one? Just that. Not really. There's nothing really notable about it. It's just Chicago. Just Chicago. Not that there's. If you're a Chicago and listening to this, not that there's anything. No, not anything notable about Chicago. Um, I guess, I've been I guess there. it's got the famous bridges on the river. <laughs> ah, the Windy does, City. Does it have famous? <laughs> oh no, Tompkins! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Here he comes. I've got some stories from there. I can tell you. <laughs> It is very windy. I went there and it was very cold and windy. Um, oh, it is legitimately windy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if it was just one of those nicknames, sort of silly nicknames. I was on, I was on holiday in a pub, a pub once down in Cornwall, and I heard two truck drivers talking about their various travels over the country. And um, one of them was talking about having recently been to London, and the other one went, "Oh yeah, the big smoke," and the other one went, "Yeah, full of the stuff." Um, <laughs> I remember thinking, "Oh, it isn't? <laughs> what are you talking about?" <laughs> it used to be. <laughs> yeah, but not now. <laughs> it's not like, oh my god, London full of smoke. <laughs> you know, now that it's power exhaust. That has the smack of how like, like people in like Regency era novels talk about London like a foreign country, and it takes right. you, like four days to get there. Yeah. But I'm glad to hear that Windy City does have wind. It's not it just like It does have wind, cute. yeah. I don't know why, but it, it maybe it's like the way the, the streets are set up, but it was fierce windy, yeah. Um, all right, and the final one is uh, Dubai Landmarks, uh, which is just the five most famous buildings in Dubai just next to each other. So it's the, the big towers, the Tom Cruise Tower. Oh, um, yeah. The massive shopping center, um, the those two kind of triangle Toblerones facing each other. I haven't written down the names of them. Sorry. And those awful bloody islands. No, it's, it's not the islands. It's the the buildings. Well, I'd put the islands in. They'd be really easy to make in in immense raft. Well, listen, email the guy that made these and tell him. Give him some feedback. Think I bloody well. Yeah, a piece of your mind. Uh, I feel like this one's quite easy, but um, but go ahead. I don't. I, I I'm I'm feeling bad about Chicago. The other ones have a specificity to them. Mm, Dubai's rustled my Ronalds actually. But it's I can see like only doing like five big buildings there. That something like I could see someone doing that, making that. And oh, we don't have to agree. We can pick different different ones. No, we ride together. We die together. <laughs> what, what was it about Chicago that... Just because it's just Chicago built to a scale, that's all that was said about it. No like world record. Not fun enough. 
not fun enough. Just like if I was looking at them, I was like, I'll just pick another city and I'll add one fact, which is it's built to a quarter scale. Yeah, can you give us any other tidbits about that one, Alice? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, it's just... Maybe naming one of the landmarks that it includes, because surely if you've done cursory research on this place, <laughs> it says, like, includes the Chicago Mugnodrome <laughs> and the famous... It's got the it's got the famous murder house from Devil in the White City. Yeah, that. The Shed Maybe, Aquarium. I don't know. It's, it's oh, all I've written down, because... Please remember as well that this is from last week. So I... Oh, because you've forgotten all the details. So, so I'm reading my notes from last week, but this it just has got says, the this has got the stink uh, of Tobias Beckford. <laughs> yeah, he's from Chicago, actually. He's he is from he? Chicago, from the famous Puppet Festival. It just says 2018 one quarter scale by Luke. Oh come on! Like that's not even a convincing creator name. I think it's a yeah. Luke. I, for some, for whatever reason, I've crossed out by Luke. But what are the odds that this this man was keen enough to to get the Mojang account, Luke, and also <laughs> to make Chicago? Like I don't know. He's his lucky boy. <laughs> it's Luke. I, I I think this is the the bull- <laughs> city, not the windy city. Oh. Should we unleash a kaiju on it? Yeah. A Minecraft one. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Let's go. So you're going you're going with Chicago. Um It's gotta be. I'm trying to so so as you go to pick up the scale model of the scale model of Chicago <laughs> and throw it into the lava, um uh, horde of axolotls come uh, and instead like the buffalo in uh, in Lion King <laughs> send you down into the lava instead oh no uh, oh. yeah the I thought you were going to get this the fake one was Scranton Pennsylvania oh but that sounded so real you didn't even glance at that I'm surprised because you, you, you had a fact about it it had the office added to it. Yeah, you said it fake, by Biden. Fake fact, mate. Mm. Well, fake. We, we need to up our game. We've, oh my god! Victory has made you weak. Uh, no, yeah, sorry, but um, well, please get out of this cavern. Please haul well, your your smoking larvary corpses out. Yeah, we're, we're, we're absolutely annihilated. I'll teach us. <laughs> Alrighty, but now you two are recovered, uh, there is only one thing that remains this week, which is to give some recommendations, because every week we recommend something that is not a video game. Uh, we all know what Nate's recommendation is going to be. I, I hope it isn't that now. I hope he's got done, done a bait and switch on us. But uh, Matthew, what is your recommendation this week? Uh, I'm going to recommend the uh, the film of June. Ah. Is it good? Is it good? Oh yeah, I, I saw it last night. It's amazing. Ooh. I, I, well, I say that I'm not. I haven't read June. I put my hand up and say so. You know, other people may have different expectations, but I thought in terms of like, I fully understood it. It seemed really intelligent, emotionally intelligent. Um, like 
the the people the people in it felt like people you know they weren't just there to sort of serve the plot and serve their kind of weird sci-fi roles it was uh yeah really epic there's some amazing uh aggressive bagpipe playing as well oh yeah <laughs> yeah the house of trades has like a big bagpipe theme which i was really into is um, it is it like that guy the video of that guy who played uh, Thunder by ACDC on the bagpipes with all flames coming out of his bagpipes? Yeah, it's pretty, it's got a similar energy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just really like. I thought I, you know, again, I I don't know the book, so maybe people have different read on the characters. But um, Timothy Chalamet was really good in it because he's sort of looks really young, but he has got this sort of like emotional maturity to him you know he seems he seems a bit like an old soul and that seemed to fit that that character really well in the context of this story and how they told it um yeah i really liked it fantastic very good uh i'm glad it's good i was hoping it would be um my recommendation is i was torn there were two things i wanted to recommend this week um but i'm gonna recommend uh, as is my way. I haven't recommended one for a while, actually. I'm going to recommend a video essay from the YouTubes uh, by uh, a YouTuber that I haven't watched loads of yet, but um, she's called Laura Crone. Uh, and this video is called Repo uh, 2008 is Why We Can't Have Nice Things, which is, and it's about uh, Repo the Genetic Opera and uh, the wor- other works, related works of Terence Stunich. And um, it's really, really good. There's some really good, actually, analysis of music in there. Um, And uh, it does get heavy, but it's also like a really interesting kind of examination of parasocial relationships. Um, Repo, like, if there are certain people, if you say Zydrate comes in a little glass vial too, they will go, a little glass vial? Um, It was really big (laughs) for like, yeah. If it's a if you know you know Matthew, um, it was really big for like a certain kind of subcultural kind of goth adjacent weirdos who are on, who were very online, especially around two thousand eight, which is when it came out. And I so like part of the problem perhaps is that a lot of the fan base for it were very like were young women, and I was eighteen. And I was very online at the time, and I nearly went full on into like Zadunich fandom, and I just swerved away, like an asteroid avoiding a head-on collision <laughs> um so this is really interesting to watch i think it's a, it's a really good video uh if you know about repo and also if you don't know about repo um so that's my rag nate what are you recommending this week well i did think squid game was good but i thought the last episode was rubbish so i can't honestly give it my recommendation Ooh, he did bait and switch yeah, what I am going to recommend you do, and this is uh, a DLC, if you like, for a recommendation I did last year. You remember I recommended Crocodiles of the World, the UK's only crocodile zoo yeah. uh, in Oxfordshire. At the weekend, I went there to uh, to meet a Komodo dragon um, and... Uh, just hung out with the, the keeper for a bit, chatting about Komodo dragons, wandered around its enclosure with a Coke bottle full of blood, uh, laying a scent trail for it. Then, uh, oh my God. Hung out uh, in the room where they put the Komodo dragon while they're like doing stuff in its enclosure, which we were doing. Uh, and it was just through 
like a fence. Uh, and yeah, I was inches away from it, uh, staring into its bloodshot eyes. It, uh, it licked, licked my hand. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, and I, I, I'm absolutely enchanted by it. I mean, it's one thing, yes, you can get up next to the glass, but when you can like feel like, you know, when it breathes on your face and stuff and makes incredibly threatening rumbling noises and you feed it a chicken's head, um, you know, you really get the measure of an animal. And it's very reasonably priced, uh, you know, considering the amount of atavistic terror I got to experience. Uh, and then, yeah, I hung out with the guy again while they unleashed it back into the room and I watched it lumber around smelling the trail of blood I'd left. I tricked it into <gasps> rummaging in a palm tree for nothing. Wow. But, uh, you know, such is the nature of the hunt. Wouldn't you be a fiat? Because aren't they incredibly, uh, or their, their spit is like very poisonous? Or uh, bacteria they, they or something? Well, I learned about this. See, I thought it was just they had really minging gobs. But the truth is they have a venom. Uh, and the reason they thought it was bacteria is because it's, um, I should save this for the night files really, but I'll press on. Uh, it's an anticoagulant. Ooh. So they were always finding animals with like ma mangled, horrible, infected wounds. And they thought it's bacteria. But actually it's just because once a Komodo dragon's bitten an animal, the wound will not heal. Ooh. It just keeps bleeding. And often they do get infected because they can't keep it clean away. What but usually, What a vindictive well, they're just very energy efficient. Just have a quick chomp and then just, you know, lie under the shade of a tree watching a water buffalo slowly bleed out. Oh. I would not want to meet someone with that, that character. Yeah, I was going to say, and Nate was enchanted, making a note, enchanted. <laughs> I just, I find it very hard to fall in love with anything that I have to approach with a bottle full of blood. <laughs> It was absolutely ripped as well. Uh, you would not believe the pecs a lizard can grow. Um, horrifyingly strong. Because we were chatting on the way there in the car, and like, I'm not a particularly macho fellow, but I, you know, I've seen documentaries about Komodo dragons. I, I said to yeah. Ashley, I reckon if it came to it, I could probably defeat it in a fight, but sustain <laughs> heavy damage that I might right. not live through. But I reckon I could, like, you know... If it if there was an emergency, and then after I'd seen it, she said, "So, what, what, how's how's your feeling on the could you beat a Komodo dragon in a fight?" I was like, "No, it, it's it's a god." I'd um, I'd just shoot it with a bazooka. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, there is that. Uh, <laughs> the Uh, <laughs> intensely good answer. <laughs> Thank you, listener, for listening to this episode of the Electronic Wireless Show. <laughs> Best songs and games special. This is a real paper shotguns PC gaming podcast and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. Uh, don't forget to look up Rock Paper Shotgun on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, listen to our sister show, The Ultimate Audio Bang, which is a fortnightly podcast about um, shooters. It's got a shooter. Um, shooter. Also, 
You can email us questions, suggestions, and feedback at podcast at rockpapershotgun.com if you too have put Nate in a video game. Um, uh, but don't forget for all your podcasting, uh, for all your PC gaming needs, go to www.rockpapershotgun.com. My name is Alice Bell, and it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from the front man. Goodbye, this is the front man. There's a, a pause there while he found his mug. Uh, <laughs> and goodbye from Randy Bazooka Newman. You've got a friend in me, unless you're a Komodo dragon. <laughs> goodbye. Bye.